Nedarim daf ayin he, the last thing we were discussing, our Mishnah on the top of ayin dal damud alif, explained that there's a three-way machloket in a shomeret yabam. Can the yabamim also annul the vows or not? According to Rabbi Eliezer, he said they could do it. Rabbi Yoshua said only when it's one brother, not when it's two. Rabbi Akiba said uh, not one, not two, yabamim cannot annul vows. And Rabbi Ami explained our Mishnah, we're talking about the case where one of the uh, the brothers did a ma'amar. He did some sort of kiddushin in the yebama, which makes them have a stronger connection, and that's where the mahluket is. And the Gemara brought us a braita in the middle of Ayn Dal Bet that fits in perfectly with Rabbi Ami that Rabbi Eliezer was talking about a situation where the one of the yebamim did a ma'amar in this yebama. The Braita brought the Mahloket and then it br- explained the Rebbe Shita. He explains that the same way a person has a right to annul a vow of a woman who was not uh, connected to him. When he gets engaged to her, he has a right to annul her vows. Same thing when there's some sort of connection from Shemaim, he has a right to annul the vow. So with that, we're going to start Ayn Dalet Amud Bet, the last word on the page, it says Mai. Okay, so now we're on the top of Ayn He Amud Alif. Mai Tanya Kavatid Rabbi Ami. So how is this Braita like Rabbi Ami? So the Gemara explains one of uh, two options. Number one, the Katane, Ben Sha'asaba Ma'amar, Ben Sha'asaba Ma'amar, where Rabbi Akivate answers whether he did a Ma'amar or he didn't do a Ma'amar, he can't, uh, he can't uh, annul a vow. It sounds like Rabbi Eliezer uh, holds that there is a difference whether he did a ma'amar or not. Inami, or look at uh, the beginning, Meresha, the Katane, it says in the Kalva Home of Rabbi Eliezer, once she got to his jurisdiction, she's totally his. Now, now, if he didn't do some sort of Kiddushin and ma'amar, then what does that mean? She's completely now to him. Tifshot uh, ma'amar. Rather, you have to explain that there was a ma'amar and then something had to happen in order to finish off the zikat, to complete uh, that connection. So now, once we're dealing with the Braita, we have another question on the Braita. We said, and the same way other things, same thing, nedarim. What does that mean, the kataned, where it's in Rabbi Akiva's words? What does that mean? So, Amar Abba, Haki Katane. This is what Rabbi Akiva was trying to tell Rabbi Yeshua. Don't you admit that if someone was with this Yebama after a Ma'amar, that they don't get Sekila like a regular Na'aram or Asa? And the same way they don't get Sekila, he should not be able to annul her vows either. And if you pay attention to our Mishnah, you could also see like... What Rabbi Akiva was trying to say that the proof is from Naram or Skila. Because if what does it say? En Yabama Gemura Keshem Arusa Gemura That a Yabama is not totally her husband's the same way an Arusa is like is her husband. Meaning there has to be a higher level by an Arusa than a regular Yabama. And what is that? Probably the Din of Sekila. And that's not the case by Yabama. And the Ran brings down said that that we hold like Rabbi Akiba, but not because there's no zika. 
it's just because the whole deen is one big safek, uh, who is she considered part of the, the is that vow that is considered about the brother who died, is it under the yabam, is it under the father halfway, what exactly is the deen, so because we're not sure, so we just told that he cannot do a hafarat nedarim. Next Mishnah. If a person tells his wife, Any vow that you make from now until I come back from this place, it, the vow stands. He didn't say anything because you cannot upkeep a vow that wasn't vowed yet. However, if he told her, Harehen Mufarin, anything that you're going to vow has been annulled. Rabbi Amar Mufar, Rabbi holds it's been uh, annulled, even though she didn't make the vow yet. You cannot annul something that didn't happen yet, a vow didn't happen yet. And each one explains their reason. Amar Rabbi I have a Kalvahomer, because Imhefer Nedarim Shebaul Ikhlal Isur. If the husband has power to annul vows that already came into fruition, meaning that she could, are very strong that she could be all there in Isur if they're upkept, and he has the power to annul it, he shouldn't have the power to annul vows that didn't come into fruition, that there's no Isur if they did them yet. Amrullah Hachamim told him, we have a pasuk, it says, her husband upkeeps the vow, and her, her husband can annul the vow. And they are compared to one another. Whichever vow could be uh, could be upkept, it could also be annulled. If you can't uh, upkeep it, then then you can't annul it. And the Gemara starts, the Gemara has a question, According to Rabbi Le'ezer, who hold that he could annul vows that weren't and uh, weren't even vowed yet. How does that vow exactly work? Mehal halin ubatlin. Do the do these vows start and get annulled? Or dilma, or maybe lo halin klal. They never took into effect. They never even started. And the Gemara asks, Lemain of Kamina, what's the difference? And the Gemara explains, Someone connected himself to her vow. Let's say she said she's going to be a Nazir, and someone says, I'm going to be like her. Now, if you want to tell me, Halin, that her vow starts, then what the other person said, I'm like her, then it counts, and he's a Nazir, and then, okay, then hers gets knocked out, but at the end of the day, the other guy becomes a Nazir. But if hers doesn't even start, then lo Then maybe what the then it doesn't even start, and what the other person connected to her didn't really connect. So my, what would be the halacha? Does it start and get annulled, or does it not get started at all? So the Gemara tries to answer. Tashema, Amar be Eliezer. There's a kal v'chomer, and we learned this in our Mishnah. If he could annul vows that already came into fruition, they already became asur, he shouldn't, shouldn't he be able to also annul vows that didn't come yet into fruition? Now, from the fact that they're coming to learn a Kalvahomer from a vow that already came into fruition, to a, and you're trying to compare it to a vow that did not come into fruition, Shmami, now what am I understanding? That this Hafara uh, that, that was done before the vow was even made, made it that lohalin made it that the vow doesn't even start. 
because if it would start, it would also be annulled, and then it wouldn't be a kalva homer, because they did come into fruition for even for a split second. So obviously, the fact that it didn't even come to fruition for a split second, that's where the kalva homer, and that's how you learned that it lohalin, it uh, didn't stand. The Gemara says no. You don't have to explain it that way. Mikatane she'enan ba'in. He didn't say in when he, when Rabbi Eliezer said his line. Uh, he said lo yafen daim shelo ba'u lichal isu. He didn't say shelo she'enan ba'in that will not come into fruition. Shelo ba'u katane. He said that they didn't come. Meaning adain lo ba'u. But when she does a vow, you can definitely understand. You can understand it in a different way. That when she does a vow, it will take into effect and it will get annulled right away. And we could still understand the Kalva Homer a little bit differently. Or we could say, if the Hafara works for a vow that was made after already came into fruition, all the more so, it should work uh, before. So this way, right away, it would get annulled. You don't have to wait an hour before annulling. It could be annulled right away. So again, I could understand it either way. And I don't know if it took into effect or not. So Tashema, we're going to look at another Brayta. Amar Lehen Rabbi Eliezer trying to prove that a hafara works before the nether was even made, told Hachamim, Uma bimkom she'en mefer in a place where a person cannot annul his own vows, mefer but a person, as we learned on Daf Kaf Gimal, that a person could make a condition that all his vows going forward will be annulled, will be like nothing. If a person has the right to annul his wife's vow when she vows, all the more so he should be able to annul his wife's vows before she made the vow. Now, my love, aren't we talking about his wife just like him? Same case. In the same way, when a person makes that moda'a, uh, that uh, condition that oh, any vow he makes is, is is annulled from now, in the same way by him it won't count. Af ishto nami same thing with his wife, it won't count either. The Gemara says no. Maybe that's not uh, the comparison because hakadita vehakadita. Maybe there's different rules. By him, a person could annul his vows from the beginning retroactively. Uh, meaning he could say just uh, anything going forward from this point is one big mistake. It's nidretaut. But you can't say that with your wife. You can't uh, make her vows nidretaut. So you could definitely say his wife's vow takes effect just to get knocked out right after. So it could go either way. So the Gemara is going to try to bring an answer from a different Braita, Tashema, from the Braita that we brought. Amru lo, the Rabbi Le'ezer, Hachamim told the Rabbi Le'ezer, they want to tell him that you cannot learn a hafarat neder from a vow that already took place to a vow that didn't take place yet. And that's even though when him himself, he could annul his own vow before it was even made. Why? We're going to compare it to a mikveh. Now watch. Uma mikveh shema'alet atemein mitum atan. A mikveh, if someone's tameh, goes into mikveh, walks out tahor. But if someone is tahor and he's holding, uh, let's say, something that is tameh, let's say he's holding a dead rat in his hand and he goes to mikveh, he's still tameh. There's no way getting out of it until he drops the, the, uh, the dead rat. You see that the tahara works for someone who's already tameh, but it doesn't work for someone who's tahor 
who's holding something Tameh, it doesn't uh, save him from being uh, Tameh. And you can learn a Kalvahomer. Adam she'en ma'alet ha-temein mitumatan. A person, let's say he swallowed utensils that are Tameh, and it went into his stomach, and then let's say he spit it back up. It's not going to make it tahor by throwing it up. And Odin, all the more so, right? All the more so by swallowing tahor utensils, it's not going to save it from becoming tameh. If it's not going to make tameh things tahor, of course it's not going to help make tahor, it's not going to help keep tahor things tahor either. Bottom line is, you, you're learning from the Hachamim that if, if something did not take effect yet, whether it's a neder, whether it's tum'ah, you can't compare it to something that already took effect, like a neder or tum'ah. And therefore, shma mina lo hailin. From here we learn that according to Rabbi Eliezer, the vow doesn't take place. Because the fact that Hachamim are trying to fight that, they're trying to show them that you can't compare something that took effect to something that didn't take effect, shows you that according to Rabbi Eliezer, it did take effect. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.